You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, a writer, entrepreneur, and change maker, and I've dedicated my life to sharing stories of how people make meaning in their work and find purpose in their lives. You just heard a great original composition by my son, Asher Schreiber. This podcast highlights some of the great ideas and activities people do every day to make the world a better place. So much of the meaning we find comes from interacting with great people, developing relationships that are mutually beneficial, and doing work that inspires. I hope you'll be inspired by the people you meet on this podcast. We all need to find a way to make meaning in the mundane. I'm so excited today to have in the studio with me my friend, Sherry Singer, who is one of my favorite people. And every time we get together, I feel so lucky to know you. So now I get to share you with the world, which is really cool. So let me just share with our audience who you are, Sherry, and then we can have our conversation. So Sherry Singer is a full-time community leader and volunteer. She is the president and co-founder of Thread Connecting Jewish Women, a nonprofit organization with a mission to educate, engage, and inspire Jewish women in the Metro Detroit community. Sherry serves on several boards, including the Board of Governors of Federation of Metro Detroit, the Executive Board of Women's Philanthropy, the Board of Trustees of Temple Israel of West Bloomfield, and the Board of B'nai B'rith Youth Organization. She recently accepted a position on Hebrew Union College's Board of Overseers. Congratulations. Thank you. She is a past recipient of the Sylvia Simon Greenberg Young Leadership Award for personal commitment and service to the Detroit Jewish community. Sherry is a graduate of the Florence Melton School of Adult Jewish Learning and continues to enjoy weekly Melton graduate classes. She is currently the chairperson of the Melton Advisory Council. Sherry's passion for education and engagement includes interfaith programming. She is working on a new initiative for Jewish and Muslim women to learn together. In her free time, she enjoys playing tennis, biking, painting, and spending time with family and friends. Sherry is a graduate of Indiana University, where she earned a BS in marketing and management from the Kelly School of Business. She lives with her husband, Danny, and her two sons, Ari and Gabe. Welcome, Sherry. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here. Well, Thank you. it's who better to be interviewed on a podcast about making meaning than you? I mean, your life is just full of meaning. That's I a feel lot like, of pressure. Well... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so inspired by you. I really am. Aww, like every so time we get together for coffee or, you know, just meet up, I always call my sister and say, I love Sherry. Aww, and she's like, I so know. Nice. So it's very cool. Very I cool. I appreciate that. So, um, you know, let's just jump right in. And um, one of the things that I've always loved about you is that you really believe that within every person, there's this sense of wanting to help and and contribute in some way to a community or, or to others. Um we see it more in some people than others. So tell me about that belief and, you know, what in, what ignites that spark? Right. Well, it's true. I really do believe that within everybody, there's that passion to help others and, you know, be involved in some sort of community, whether it's at your school or your, you know, synagogue or church or, you know, just your neighborhood. Sure. And, uh, you know, I think that 
people often are searching for some way to find meaning in their life. So that's why your podcast is so great because it's really, (laughs) you know, it's the essence of why we're all here, why we're on this earth, right? Right, To figure out our purpose. And this morning I was actually at a board of governors meeting for the um, Federation of of, uh, Metro Detroit. Uh There was a speaker um, that was talking about the, you know, our, our crisis really in this country about mental illness. Yeah. And what they were saying that is in their studies, they're finding that people are, are dealing with the crisis of mental illness because they're lacking, you know, connectedness uh-huh. and they're lacking meaning. Sure. And so I was thinking about you today Aww. and how, you know, it's so special that, you know, you are rising to the occasion and, and feel that people really do have to find meaning. And, um, I just really think that, People are are searching for that, and um, we just have to give them an opportunity to, you know, just have yeah. to ask them to get involved with things and, you know, and help out and yeah. make the world a better place. Well, it's funny. I tell my kids, I've told them for years that, you know, we're here to make a difference. So you come into this world and there's all this, you know, mystery about life and death and everything, but... As I see it, we are here to make a difference, to leave the world a better place than when we came here. Um, and they sort of roll their eyes at me because they're teenagers and that's what teenagers do. But I hope that message gets in because, you know, as they graduate and they go to college and they choose a career, I hope that idea of meaning or purpose is driving some of those decisions. You know, what do you think about I know, that? I hope so too. And I, I struggle with that too because I do feel that the next generation does not have as many experiences as maybe we did when we were growing up. Yeah. You know, some of those like social action and, you know, tikkun olam is Hebrew for repairing the world. And that's really, you know, the words that we live by. Yeah. And the Jewish religion. Um, and I hope that my two boys will, you know, emulate those ideals and continue to, you know, do great things. But I worry because, you know, it is a different world now. I mean, with it's so fast paced with technology and it's just, it's different. It's so. true. I mean, and with social media, I find in terms of the mental health crisis you were talking about, you know, we feel like we're so connected, but we're actually more alone. You know, yeah. so when we were kids, we didn't have the option to tune out and look at a device in our hands. You know, we had to pick up the phone or go see somebody. Right. And, you know, even when my kids are talking about, you know, romantic interests, you know, it starts on Snapchat and then maybe they text. And I, I always ask them, when do you actually have a conversation or when are you in person with someone? And that can help you feel less alone when you have that connection, you right. know? Right. So, um, so I'm assuming that that's part of the passion behind, um, starting Thread is to bring people together. Am I right about that? Yeah. I yeah. mean, the reason why we started Thread is because we really felt like there was a void in our community with uh-huh. women you know, in my demographic ages, like 30 to 50 range, but they weren't feeling as connected to Jewish experiences, to Jewish organizations. They weren't gravitating towards the traditional, you know, Jewish organizations that we already had in place. Sure. And we were looking at kind of like a youth group for moms, sort of, and more experiential Uh um, and taking, you know, different types of learning experience outside the classroom. You know, my bio, you mentioned that I, I, you know, partake in this, um, course called Melton and it's it's, um, adult Jewish learning and I really love it. So Uh we're in our eighth year and there's a group of like 15 women. Wow. And um, we really felt like we wanted to take that whole experience of learning outside of the classroom. And that's why we started Thread and we worked really hard on figuring out the right name for our organization. Sure. Um, And we want it to be memorable. And we felt like Thread was a good word because it really was about connecting and about connecting Jewish women and weaving women into the community. 
I love that. And so that's really what we do. We, a lot of times we try to find other organizations in the community and we've done it with dozens already and we partner with different events. Uh-huh. So um, it's a way for women to learn about what other organizations are, are happening in, in the in the community and how they can get involved. Sure. And so through our, our past events, women have actually decided to become volunteers in other types of organizations. So wow. that's really what we want to be as kind of a community weaver. Okay. More than so anything. So you're really um, bringing people in and then it's sort of um, paying it forward as they go out into the world and they're impacting others because of the impact that you've had on them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's and really we cool. really feel very strongly that, you know, we are better together. If we work together, it's it's going to be that much stronger for our community. So sure. instead of being competitive with one another, let's just work together and have women, you know, get inspired and engaged together. So you know, maybe We've had a lot of success with that. Maybe it's easy to get nostalgic about a past that we didn't live through. But I was thinking about how when my grandmother was our age, you know, she'd been president of her sisterhood or the synagogue or whatever, and they would do that was their social circle, that was their communal connection, mm-hmm. and you know, they could they could host events or they could bring in speakers, and it was all very very close knit. Right. I mean, I'm sure there was drama then. I don't remember my grandmother telling me that, but I'm sure there was. Right. But um, at the same same time, I feel like now with so many options and the world being so much more reachable, mm-hmm. um, it, that's harder to find. It is. And I mean, what, what we're seeing um, in trends um, is that like with the millennial generation, for example, they're not as attached to brick and mortar institutions. Okay. Right. So that's uh-huh. why an organization such as The Well has yes. really reached out and found, you know, the millennials like in Detroit and at Starbucks and just, you know, reaching them in different types of locations, not necessarily inside the temple. Sure. So um, that's kind of was our thought with Thread is that we don't have to have like a, a certain like institutional type of, you know, platform. We can really get out and uh, find out what women really are looking for, for yeah. connection. I love in the that. Community. So I love it. It's very, yeah. very cool. So we've had 20 events so far oh and they've gosh. all been really wonderful and successful and very different from one another. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, we're very excited. We're excited to have you as our next event. I'm excited too, to talk yes. about writing that college application essay. That'll be yes. wonderful. Yes. So thank you for the opportunity. We're excited to have you. Um, so tell me a little bit about your new involvement with Hebrew Union College. That's big. That's national. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about it. So this was really very special. When um, when we first started Thread back in September of 2016, uh-huh. our very first event was to travel to Cincinnati, Ohio, to discover our Jewish roots. Okay, um, a lot of American Jewry started um, surprisingly in Cincinnati, Ohio. So we took forty-six women as our very first kickoff event of Thread uh-huh. to Cincinnati, and we visited Hebrew Union College. Okay. And it was there that I met the dean, okay, um, Jonathan Rabbi Jonathan Cohen, okay, and he was just really impressed with like our vision uh-huh. and um, what we were doing with Thread, and so um, he actually asked me to be on the board of overseers for the Hebrew Union College, which was a huge honor. Uh-huh. And so I was just installed last fall, oh, and I've been to two meetings. Thank you. <laughs> and so I I really feel like it aligns very much with my passion because I believe so much in Jewish education, yeah, and Jewish continuity. And this is really, you know, where, you know, reformed Jewish professionals are trained, right? you know, for the clergy, for the canners and the rabbis and the educators. And so what better way to put forth my, you know, work and 
rather than, you know, Hebrew Union College, it's been, it's been a very good fit. That's really great. I mean, it, it's so important to have passionate leaders who are constantly thinking about how they can make an impact and learning about their place in the community. And I feel like that's what you do all the time, which is, is so amazing. I mean, to do lifelong learning, you know, Melton for eight years and counting, um, what advice would you offer to people listening who feel like they're just sort of plugging along in their life and they don't know what their purpose is or or how to make meaning in their daily lives? You know, so much of our daily lives, it's doing the dishes and getting the kids off and um, making sure everybody is taken care of. But th- and that's meaningful, too. But, you know, how can somebody who might be yearning to find their place really get connected and find it? Right. It's kind of a hard question because I think we're all just really searching for that. Um, For me, I think that this has been my journey throughout my entire life, Uh you know, starting with my parents and my upbringing and my strong Jewish values. But it's really about finding your passion, Uh whatever it might be. So Uh I think that just delving into your passion and finding those connections within your passion. Sure. If your passion is playing tennis, then start playing, you know, getting getting involved with, you know, tennis leagues and tennis lessons and, you know, you know, just getting yourself immersed in what makes you tick, what, what excites you. So, you know, it doesn't have to be as something as abstract and as as huge as, you know, changing the world and making it a better place. That doesn't (laughs) have to be everyone's passion, but, um, you know, I think just figuring out what makes you happy, what makes you happy in life. Yeah. So, so you said, um, and that your, your roots, your upbringing, your family were really pivotal and, and influential for you finding your purpose and your path. Was there ever a moment where you just said, you know, this is so important to me, you know, this part of my identity or this community involvement that I need to get deeper into this? Was there anything that happened or anything that that inspired that depth of connection? So really my strongest like life-changing moment, I would say was really in my teens and my high school years when I became the regional president of, um, of, my Jewish youth group. It was okay. the Ohio Valley Federation of Temple Youth. Oh, and wow. um, it was just an amazing experience because, you know, as a leader in the, it was a five state region. I had to be involved with so many different, you know, challenges and it just helped me really grow. And it really strengthened my ideas as a, as a, as a young emerging Jewish person. Sure. And um, I think that that was very pivotal. And then when I went on to college, you know, I was able to use those skills that I learned, you know, in my college years. And really it helped me like land my first job, I would say, because in the interview process that the people interviewing me, they were so interested in like that leadership. Uh-huh. And I really felt like that really gave me such a jump start. Wow. So I really feel that like, you know, Jewish youth group and camping is uh-huh. so important for like the future generations. Sure, sure. So it was huge for me. It is interesting how the things that you just gravitated toward or got involved in when you were younger can tell you who you are at the core. You know, I, I always tell people when I do speaking engagements, I have this corduroy covered journal from the seventies that has it. my little stories and skits yeah. and stuff. And I keep it behind my desk. I mean, the binding is wearing thin and, but it reminds me that I've always been that person. I, you know, making sense of the world through story and through writing and, and, and it just comes full circle. And I right. think if you follow that path, you'll be true to who you are. And that's where you make your biggest difference. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Absolutely. And it's, it's just really interesting, the choices that we make at a young age and the road that you've traveled. Yeah. So I mean, I consider being a rabbi. When did I you? Was, uh, yeah. When wow. I was in, did you not know that? That's I don't so think funny. I did. That's very cool. Yeah, and when I met my husband, he also was considering being a rabbi. When, <gasps> I did not know that when either. he was 19. Yeah. Uh huh. 
So we both decided not to be go into the rabbinet, but uh-huh. we still had that strong, you know, feeling of, you know, uh, of having a, like a Jewish family and having Jewish values and, and living uh, a Jewish life. Interesting. So, yeah. You know, I thought about being a rabbi as well. I'm not surprised. I actually went to Hebrew Union College in New York when I was living there after college um, and met with the dean of admissions. And um, and for me, it was because I had dated um, a Catholic boyfriend in college, and it really made me question things and mm-hmm. start to look at my identity. You know, um, in fact, it was it was that boyfriend who said to me once he was asking me things about Judaism, and he said, "If you're so Jewish, how come you don't know anything about it?" And I realized I took it wow. for granted, yeah. and it was a wake up call. Um, and I think both the dean and I decided I was not at a moment to become a rabbi, but it was at least a really important conversation to figure out what do I believe and who am. And I don't think it's ever too late to have that conversation. No, it's never too late. I mean, we're always reinventing ourselves, right? We're always trying to figure out what we want to be when we grow up. Yes. Yeah. And when when does that happen? When do we grow up? I'm still waiting. (laughs) I'm still waiting. Well, it's been such a pleasure to chat with you. I wonder if you have any last thoughts of advice or wisdom for our listeners um, who are just sort of looking for that inspiration to to find their meaning or their purpose. Any last thoughts that you might want to? Wow, leave them big. with. <laughs> um, I mean, I would really just leave with the, the notion of doing really what makes you happy. Uh-huh. You know, be happy with what you do and do what makes you happy, and you know, make sure that you leave a legacy that you're proud of. Absolutely. And if you find a Sherry singer in your life who will oh, spend so nice. time with you over coffee and conversation, take that opportunity. Thank so. you. Thank you so much, Lynn, for this oh. opportunity. You're so wonderful. And you are such an inspiration oh, to me. Back at you. So thank you so much for listening to the Make Meaning podcast. We've been talking with Sherry Singer today, founder and president of Thread and an amazing inspiration as a community volunteer and leader. And we appreciate you tuning in. Thank you.